All right. On the podcast uh, today, we have Coach Alex Daughtery. He is the head football coach at Riverside High School. And I know you will really enjoy his wisdom that he shares on this podcast. All right. On the Mind of a Football Coach podcast tonight, we have Coach Alex Daughtery of Riverside High School. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Really appreciate you having me and uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, man. Uh, we, of course, we know each other very well, but I'll just introduce yourself to the uh, listener out there, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm the head football coach at Riverside High School. It was the high school that I actually attended and went to. Um, then I went to Marshall and actually kind of backtracked a little bit. When I was at Riverside, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher and a coach. And, um, and I can kind of get into that story as well. It's kind of a long story how that ended up and how it played out but really felt really feel still called to be there in the area I grew up in just to you know when you grow up you see like especially in the time I grew up where things were booming you know first off the coal industry was booming you know there were tons of jobs in our area and then like you you kind of you know you saw it in the aftermath of like just the depletion like how little jobs there are you know the coal mine's Mm -hmm. not doing great and I like I was in that middle of that transition to where I was a young kid, wouldn't miss a Friday night game, stands packed. I honest to God thought the you know the players were NFL players, you know, mm. just looked up to those guys. Mm. And it was a big deal. You know, Friday night football in the upper Kanawha Valley was a big deal. And like, you know, when I cue when I get to high school, you know, obviously things are kind of starting to shift in that spiral that, you know, just the program stopped having the success it did early on. Um, and I just, I, I wanted to make that difference. And, you know, I, I started playing football like in second grade from, I, I was playing T-ball and our coach, I was like playing third base. And he was like, dude, you got to come out and, you know, we, we really need a quarterback. You got to come out and play. I was like, okay. You know, I just love, I love, playing sports and I got out you know day one fell in love with the game and just and and played up until uh, my 10th grade year of high school and I mean like most you know a lot of kids you know go through Mm -hmm. some some stuff making that transition and you know I felt like I wasn't first off I was a late bloomer like I I I swear like Mm -hmm. mentally physically I just I bloomed really late unfortunately Cause I regret every day, not, you know, playing all four years, but the day I stepped away from the program, you know, my 10th grade year, I knew I wanted to come back and make a difference. Cause you know, I, at the time I just, the biggest issue was I didn't feel like, you know, I had anybody to go to, didn't feel like, you know, I was, I was mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff going on at the time. Um, so I wanted to be that per that, that person mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. kids can come to and, you know, just that support system. Cause that's huge. I mean, you know how big it is for, you know, being a like, if a kid doesn't have that support system, I have great parents, um, first off, but it, it's just different being able to go to a coach and, you know, talk to, talk to a coach about whatever it might be. And I just felt like I didn't have that. And I knew I wanted to give that to some kids. So, you know, Q now I went to Marshall for, to study education and knew I wanted to go back. We ended up reaching out to coach Johnson cause I knew he was there. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, coach Johnson talked to you and, you brought me on staff, um, you know, I still very blessed for that opportunity. And uh, I think about that a lot, you know, just those early, early times of, of getting into it, not knowing a thing, because it's so different, you know, coaching and, and even just being around the game, it's so different. And it's, it was a blessing. And I, and I, I still thank you every day for giving me that opportunity, because I, I definitely wouldn't be here if you didn't give me that opportunity. Oh, That's man, just you- a, kind of like you a little summary it. yeah i appreciate it man that was um that was fun yeah and i can i can literally talk for probably hours like i know it's it's kind of late you know and but i could talk forever about kind of my transition back because like it's weird and i don't i mean I, i'm just mm-hmm. kind of telling you what's on my mind i think it's the best type of podcast first off it's sure absolutely great conversation but um you know, everything just fell into place. It, and I, mm-hmm. I can't explain it except for the fact that, you know, this is where I'm meant to be. You know, this is this is a, a position that, you know, not very many 23-year-olds at the time, you know, get an opportunity to do, which 
you know, I was not ready and I knew I wasn't ready to take that job. You know how hard it is, you know, as a head coach and what goes into it. Um, but I also told myself, you know, from that current staff, you know, I felt like I'd, what better time, you know, what better time mm-hmm. if that's what I knew I wanted to do, you know, for the rep, for, to try to make a difference. And I just said, let's do it. And mm-hmm. I, I tried it and um, was blessed for the opportunity. And you're doing a, you're doing a great job. I remember when I first met you, I thought, man, this guy's a worker. And that really like, in, I think as a head coach, that's the thing you're looking for is I'm looking for a guy who's just going to come in and go to work and go with the kids, you know, but I think like, there's a lot of people that are good with the kids. Ronald McDonald's good with the kids, but like, <clears throat> are there guys that will learn football and learn what this takes? And you're that, you're that guy. I mean, I really believe that. I appreciate it. And like, it's funny, like you just, you mentioned that because, you know, throughout the day, I, I don't do very many of these, um, like any type of conversations. I really like doing them, but I was thinking about like, man, like what would be fun to talk about, you know? And that was one thing that like, I knew I wanted to kind of mention to you about and see like your thoughts, like one of my biggest pet peeves like in this profession is there are so many great resources out there and coaches that just refuse to grow and learn even if like you know it's different than you know being set in your ways or whatever fine Mm -hmm. learn something like I, I like my rule of thumb is I try to find one thing a day to read or watch like mm. one thing a day just to grow, to help me grow, whether it's culture building, schematically, whatever it might be. And I think like, that's the biggest, like you're as a, as a coach, especially like getting into it, you're doing yourself a huge disservice, not utilizing great coaches around you. Cause like, I can't tell you how many, I don't think a, a high school coach has ever told me no for any, like for any type of help mm-hmm. or any type of really anything. And um, I think, you know, that's one of the biggest mistakes you know, just coaches in general make is just setting their ways, you know, just, mm-hmm. well, this is, this is how I was taught. So here we go. Like, so I'm glad <clears> you right. said that. Cause I think that's huge. Yeah. I mean, I think about guys that the only answer they ever have is no. And they say no. And then, well, I did it this way when I played and mm-hmm. you're like, come on, man. You Makes know, just guys so who are unwilling to learn. Uh, and I've, you know, I've experienced that a couple of times as the head coach, but, uh, you know, like you were, you were saying, it's, it's just that growth mindset, growth mentality, trying to get better, um, you know, as a person, like we all make mistakes, right. You know, maybe we, you know, do something we shouldn't do, or, um, like a decision we wish we had back or something of that nature. But I mean, some people want to grow, some people just want to live in like (laughs) the past and that's just not the, the way to do it. I don't think. Yeah, like I, I had a day like this week that it, it was just an off, you know, you have these off days. Like I don't even know what was going on. Something, something in the classroom. Like I, I'm in the behavior disorder classroom. Like not every day is going to be like sunshines and rainbows in there. <laughs> yeah. Geez. And uh, it was just like, you know, something was just off and I didn't get to like do, I felt so unproductive just because I didn't really get to anything I wanted to do. Like mm-hmm. what, like one day threw me way off and I, I like messaged Lacey, which is my wife. And, um, you know, just told her like, I'm having a weird day. And it was literally because I, I didn't get anything done. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. know, or like I didn't read, I didn't do my reading or I didn't do like watch something to help me grow. And that was, mm-hmm. it just makes you feel off. And I don't see how people like just go through years with doing that. But I mean, mm-hmm. that, and that's one thing like I really look for, like I give, like, I, and I was going to talk to you about this too. Um, I give a lot of young coaches a chance because, mm-hmm. you know, I think about like, what if you said, no, that dude's too young, hasn't been in the profession before, you know, who, who would have given me a shot, you know, and who, mm-hmm. who would have taken a shot on me? You never know what you're going to find in a coach. You know, you could mm-hmm. really truly find the next big and best thing, you know, just from giving somebody a chance and, you know, just giving those kids a chance and, you know, one thing that, like, I remember very vividly, like, you know, I learned from you just by watching you do, like, you was, you was always on the go, like, it seemed like when we were in the office, it was never just, like, idle time, like, it's, like, you're in the office, you're there to get something done, and, you know, that's one thing that, like, I just always took from you, is, like, 
it was there was never any like fluff it was all intentional and you know what i mean it's like yeah it's always doing even if like you're sitting there you had your manila folder that you always wrote on the front of you i don't know if you still (laughs) do that i do yeah yeah, and you have all kinds of them and like just thoughts i mean it's like and that's another thing like i've I've been trying to work on is like i'll have thoughts and i won't put it down somewhere you know so many things there's so many so many things that go into a program and which mm-hmm. again i could talk for a while on just things sure. that i've learned that mm-hmm. one i mean you mm-hmm. you can't there's nothing you can be prepared like there's nothing you can do to prepare yourself to be a head coach except to just do it and live it yes yes and year and one to three is miserable like you know just learning yeah. it's like a learning curve and each year it gets a little better um, yeah but, you know, there's some days I like texting, like, you didn't tell me about this whenever, whenever I applied to be a head coach. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, oh, man. Uh, you know, having just, like, been fired for the first time in my career, like, you think, like, back through all these years of, like, okay, I could have done this better, could have done that better. This is what we did well. And then, like, you go back through your notes, right? You go back through, like, this is what I like, this is what I didn't like. But then, you know, you know, there's things going forward. Yeah, I'll definitely, definitely change some, some things, but I mean, yeah. And I always take like, I mean, I'm, I'm very like as head coaches, like for one, and this is kind of like segue into another thing I was, I was wanting to mention to you. Like, I think we're so difficult, like so hard on ourselves anyways. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you hear all this like criticism, whatever it might be, there's nobody harder than us. Like, man, I wish I would have done this. There's going to be mm-hmm. decisions that like that, that like, and it, obviously that's part of the growth mindset. Like, man, well, let's go, yeah. you know, cause there's so many decisions that are just, I mean, it could be like day-to-day decisions. You never know what it's going to be. And mm-hmm. I think that's the toughest part is you got to like, you got to stick with your decision and just live with it. And just mm-hmm. like at the time you knew that was what was right. Like you, mm-hmm. you know, in your head, like if you did everything in your mind that said, okay, this is what I truly believe is the right thing to do. And you did it mm-hmm. and you lived, there's nothing else you mm-hmm. can do. And I, and obviously it's hard to like reflect like that, but it's, mm-hmm. I think that's how you have to, cause like I was talking to the kids, we, we've been doing these character ads every week. And like, we, we talked this week about just like attitude in general. And mm-hmm. like, you're, you're going to have bad days. Like, you can't let it reflect your next day. Like that day's over. You can't get it back. Mm-hmm. Move on. So that's like, I think that's big as a, as a coach. And mm-hmm. like, I was so surprised when I, when I heard that news too, like made so many, so many steps forward from what, like I was told like about the program just at the time and just you stepping in and you, you doing good things. And it really, it really surprised me. And, but it's also like literally with the rules, how they are now, you know, it could be anybody. And I think people don't mm-hmm. value the work that goes into what we do. Like it's not valued, you know? And yeah, I, I no, know it's, people don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, people don't know what all goes on behind the scenes as far as program and game plan. And, you know, it, as a, as a head coach who's, who's done, you know, offense or defense, most of his career, um, you know, it's, that's a very involved process, as you know, like if you're a head coach, which are also involved in X's and O's like that, like you are heavily <laughs> invested in that. And then as a head coach, you're a decision maker. Like people can always throw stones. We should have done this, should have done that. And my response is always, well, where was that opinion? Like during the week, you saying that on yeah. Friday night is meaningless, like yeah. appreciate it, but you didn't put any work in during the week. Um, but now you want to have an opinion on Friday, you know? So yeah. that's something going forward too. Like, I think I'm going to be much more forceful about that. Like you don't get to say anything during the game unless you put in the work during the week. Cause we had some issues with that. So it's funny. It's like, a, um, it's, I guess yeah. it's a universal thing. Cause like, I was just talking about that this week. Like, you know, it's just, well, I think this would be great. Yeah. Did we rep it at all? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Yeah, so let's just go yeah. back to you know let's look at our let's look at what we got let's look at what we repped like we're not going to draw you know plays in the dirt here you yeah know? like yeah. um yeah I mean and and just in general like and I was I've been thinking about this a ton like the selflessness like in general and 
I mean, mm-hmm. we love to do it. I mean, it's not like I'm sitting here like complaining about it, but I mean, it is right. like mind of a football coach. So like, this is just kind of like, whatever. I mean, in your I'm brain sure most of your listeners are like, you know, coaches as well. And they mm-hmm. can probably relate to this is like, there's a lot of selfless jobs like out there, but it's, there's very few jobs that like when things go bad, like you step up and you say, Hey, like, this is on me. Like, obviously mm-hmm. this things are going terrible. And when things are good, it's, Hey, you know, these kids are doing great. It's like, and it, you have to have that mindset. Like mm-hmm. when things go bad, Hey, me, when things go good, Hey, great job. You know? And I think that's like, it, as a head football coach, you have to have that. You can't just mm-hmm. like, I mean, nothing's about us. Like, it's not about us. Nothing we do mm-hmm. is really about us, you know? And right. I think that's the beauty in it. Like being able to, I think that's why it's like such a, a good fraternity of like people too. Like mm-hmm. it's just a bunch mm-hmm. of selfless people who grind and know exactly what each other go through for the most right. part, you know? And I mean, I think it's just, it's just a respect that you build just from, understanding the workload you know yeah i do i mean it's i I, somebody told me this years ago you know you're you're staying on the sideline and playing somebody else and people think that the other guy uh, you know as a head coach you think the other guy when you're a young head coach like your first year like that guy's the enemy then you come to realize he's actually the guy who understands what you're going through better than anybody else like you guys are really like each other's best friend because like you yeah. can when people the spotlights on on you you can text or talk and you guys will understand each other far more than anybody else because you know only one guy's name goes in the paper and that would yeah. be the head coach right so, yeah. i mean that's just kind of that works yeah i mean that's like even as an assistant you don't look at it that way like you literally right. like oh that's that dude's our you know our enemy like whatever but mm-hmm. you're right. Like you, you learn, it's just like a, I think it just goes back to that mutual respect. Like, mm-hmm. like damn, he probably had just as tough as a week as I did, you know, yeah. like he probably had, you know, three parent meetings as well this week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And it's like, yeah. And it's just stuff like that. And, and, you know, just to kind of piggyback off that. Um, and if I ever like get too winded, just let me know. Like I, I'm you keep- very passionate about this stuff, but. This is this is podcast. It's long form. You do it. Okay. All right. So there's my there's my go ahead. There's my green light. But um, like the whole thing with like just in general, like just this complete disrespect, um, like just for what we do is just unreal to me. And that's not what I was going to say, but I lost my train of thought. So I'll probably think no, I, of it here in a minute. It's so true. I mean, like, and ever, anybody that's in the the does a job that's like in the public gets this but i mean the guy who's working at the cubicle you know his desk when he makes a mistake nobody really knows about it but uh-uh. you know or, or something doesn't go like you've planned it out like really planned it and then something didn't happen um you know nobody knows about that nobody comes yeah. into your office and's beating down the door i need a meeting with you about this missed keystroke <laughs> um but you know football coaches yeah. or basketball or whoever you know any kind of coach like your team didn't do this even if you like win and then something doesn't go like the way that they want for their kid you know it can become a unreal you know whatever yeah so like and that kind of gets me like into the next thing is like it blows my mind when people think that anybody can coach like anybody can just step out on a practice field and teach a concept you know develop a practice plan execute Mm -hmm. it staying on time you know, while managing 75 teenage boys, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, people don't under, like, and that's goes back to like, we can say all we want. Well, people just don't know what we do. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I wish people would like, just live a week, follow me mm-hmm. around, like show like, Hey, right. Like this is me putting my 10th load of laundry in at 1130 at night. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Jeez, yeah. And, uh, I'll just think like, it's just such a, such a servant leadership job. And that's what I truly love about it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, obviously some days are tough, but when that kid messages you and say, coach, I appreciate what you've done for me. I mean, that's payday, you know, cause we, yeah. we really don't get paid. I mean, I, I know like 
I don't, I don't pocket anything <laughs> by the end of the year. So right. I, I, mean, I think about this too. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying like, that's your pay. It's like just mm-hmm. making that some type of a difference, some type of a connection. Like if you can mm-hmm. save one kid, you know, that's priceless. So. Yeah. I mean, I can think back through the years and even like most recently when I got canned, you know, I got, I got like 20 text messages from like players like coach man. I love you. And it's like, man, yeah. like that is, that is it. Like the rest mm-hmm. of the stuff can do whatever, but that's, that's what we're doing it for. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, one of the biggest things that like I tell our kids, cause our kids are tired of like the community and whoever else like out there saying like how shitty they are. Like they're tired of hearing that too, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I, I encourage them, like they, they're not within these walls. Like they don't yep. see what you do. They don't see the work you put in. The only person that you guys should matter. Like what is said about you is the people beside you. Like, yeah. And, and I yeah. tell them, like, they always bring to me, hey, did you see what this person said about you? Like, did you see where there was a petition <laughs> to fire you on Twitter oh, and Facebook? I was like, I was like, fellas, like, come on now. What, you know, it's, you're going to have right. that. So just trying to, and like, that's another thing is just you're one to your three. Just mm-hmm. like not letting that stuff get to me. Like, mm-hmm. it's just astronomical. Mm-hmm. Like, and I learned, you know, it's just unfortunate part of the job, I guess, which it mm-hmm. really shouldn't be. You know, I, I would highly encourage, like, if whoever's listening to this, if you're one of those people who do nothing but criticize a, a coach instead of trying to be part of the solution, then, like, that's mm-hmm. a huge problem in a program. Mm-hmm. That's... I've, I've told people throughout the years, if you don't have a solution to the problem you're presenting, then basically don't talk to me. And that doesn't always like, yeah. people don't always respond yeah. well to that, but I'm, I'm just telling you, like, don't come to me with a problem and not have like a solution. Like even to something like, yeah. you know, uh, jerseys or something like that. Like, Hey, the jerseys yeah. need like, Hey, I need like a solution. <laughs> like obviously you've identified the issue. Let's yeah. give me like something that fixes the issue. You know what I mean? Like, don't just dump yeah. it on me. Like as head coaches, we have enough. Like there's a lot. Well, I'm a I'm an ex head coach, but you're active head coach. I'm just one of those guys in the stands. <laughs> you're not gonna be out of it. You're not gonna be out of it long. Oh man. Well, uh, I'll be one of those guys in the in the stands uh, heckling the hecklers. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. You're but, more than welcome. Oh geez. Um, oh man. Yeah, man. I yeah, mean, it's like, a, it's it's a it's a it's a great business, but at the same time, like you said, it's a selfless thing. Like if you're in this for yourself then you, you're not really in, in it for the get out reason. yeah get out because you're gonna that that's when you start sinking you know mm-hmm. and like one thing like for especially young coaches like you gotta take small victories like mm-hmm. it might not be in a win or you know in the win column mm-hmm. but like focus on the small victories because i like i got to the point where you know it just it literally consumes you. Like when you're thinking mm-hmm. like, well, we're not growing, we're not getting better, you know, cause it's not showing up when, when the win, mm-hmm. you know, the wins and loss come. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's the biggest thing is take a small victory. Oh, like your team GPA rose by, you know, mm-hmm. from a two Oh to a two seven. Great job. You know, those mm-hmm. are things that people don't see, you know, Hey, I, I got a kid to go home to his, you know, whatever, parent and apologize for being a turd great you know it's a win mm-hmm. it's just stuff like that and i think like that's what i've i've really learned over the like when i start getting discouraged mm-hmm. i gotta take a step back and reflect on that mm-hmm. i think too like i remember like in 2015 we were so young and I, we played better as the year went on didn't didn't win but then i we kind of knew like going to the 16 that we were going to be okay. You know, we ended up breaking the losing streak and starting like four and two. And people are like, well, how'd you know? I'm like, well, you just keep getting better. Like you yeah. see those guys developing and growing and you're practicing better. And the win will come. I remember, I remember a, a student at the Riverside newspaper asked me this question. And I don't think I ever told you they interviewed me. Like we had, used to have a newspaper. Um, I don't think oh, I told yeah. Nate or Harrison either, but he was like, well, how do you win? I was like, well, you need to prepare better than the other team. You have need to have better players. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's be honest. Like, you need to prepare yeah. better players and get a break 
You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and he was like, that's it. I'm like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like there ain't much yeah. else to that. Hey, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like Lombardi. Like, you know, you block better, you tackle better. You're going to win a lot of games. You know? Yes, so. you are. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> it's a simple game that is complicated by us and everybody else. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, like I was, I was thinking like, so many people focus on scheme, but really scheme is players, formations, plays, like in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you could literally win, and it's been proven, like any offense or defense can win at any level. Like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. it's are you putting your kids in the right position to succeed? Are you mm-hmm. utilizing, like, your strengths, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, maybe mask those – you know, your, your weaknesses. And I mean, players make plays, which we talk about that a lot, you know, and, mm-hmm. but are we doing our job to put them in the right spot? You know, like mm-hmm. defensively, you know, are we aligning correctly? Are we, are right. we losing pace off misalignment? Cause at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like that's, that's definitely a, a, you know, a coaching issue there. You know, mm-hmm. are we, are there terrible mental mistakes? Um, mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, you put your playmakers in a position to make plays and good things will happen. I just remember, man, I'm, I'll take back to the Morgantown 2017 game oh, pretty often. And man, uh, that was pretty fun. We let a guy go like in the A gap, but Charlie Pearson still took the handoff and still pitched it to Sites. Oh. And then Sites still made a guy miss and scored. And you're like, oh, that's coaching. No, it's not. Like, we do. Those guys made a freaking ball play, dude. Jesus, awesome. That play was so beautiful on TV. It looked all it worked, but dag on, what a bust. We messed play. it up. <laughs> oh my God. I'll, I'll like go back and look at that. Like, you know, the kids will like sites and then we'll post it all the time. I'll be like, God, that's ugly. Yeah. But it's, it's a win. Like it's you, a win. You take yeah, that. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. But yeah, that 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 was a fun day. You remember like that's the same day that Sours got trampled on the sideline. Remember that? Oh, like yeah, it showed dude. up on video. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It was fun. That was, and we had to ride the cheese wagons there and back because oh, we couldn't get a char bus. Those that was a good dogs. time. Oh my god. And then, cheese uh, dogs were the worst. Me and Coach Jeffries got like two hours of sleep and got up and worked for Coke like Saturday morning. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just hey, straight on adrenaline listen, off that one. I bet that was the yeah exactly. I bet that was the best day of work ever. Oh like because you know on the, like yeah. if. On the days you lose, like, I don't know about you, like, I, I give myself 24 hours, but that 24 yeah. hours is miserable for everybody around yes. me. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. Like, I, I sure. try not to be that way. But one, like, it's just like so much reflection, but 24 hours, I'm done with it. Like, yeah. But like that, I think I forgot to tell you, Sites actually was, got on my staff last year. And, and it kind of oh, makes right. me he told obviously me that. feel yeah, I feel a little bit old, but I just thought that was that's pretty cool how it comes full full circle, you know. I think it like it says a lot when old players like come back to coach because that means like somebody along the way mm-hmm. like made a difference in his life to where he's wanting to do the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's a testament to you and you know and any coaches that have former players that want to coach. I mean, yeah, I think it makes a big difference. That makes a big difference. No doubt. I think about too, like um, my man Trent Mullins. Remember old T Bone? Yeah, T Bone. He, he still texts me and "What's up, coach?" and this, that, and the other. And man, that's the. I think that dude. that dude like should have paid rent in my house there for about a year. Good gracious, he was over here eating <laughs> food and sleeping on the couch and stuff. Like my goodness, Emily's over there laughing. My wife's over there laughing, but it's true. <laughs> so he brought his girlfriend here one time, I think, for us to like kind of like check her out. Like, hey, is she okay for me? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a gr- great kid. But coach, talk talk about like for you like as a, as a young head coach like what's some advice you would give to like to you've given a lot of advice like what's like something you wish you knew like you were talking about hey it, you only learn to be a head coach and become a head coach what's something you wish like you knew like day one i wish i knew blank um the number one thing is you can't save everybody like mm. you can't save every kid 
mm-hmm. as far as you know i i kind of i got tanked you know my first year for that really sticking my neck out for some kids to to really mm-hmm. try to make that difference and ended up you know creating a, a bad culture year one um you know and year two was a lot different because you know you mm-hmm. learn like not every kid wants saved you know not every kid wants you know what you want for them and that's mm-hmm. stability greatness like mm-hmm. so i i think that's the biggest thing is you know focus on the kids that that want to be there and that want you know mm-hmm. to be mentored and want to be better mm-hmm. um because that first year like created a huge just like i said within the team like I, i've been reading this um i don't know if you've read john gordon you went in the locker room first um, i've read that really one, good no, book huh? Okay. Yeah, it's with it's with Mike Smith when he was with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he just talks mm-hmm. about like you bring one of two things like as far as energy to the team, positive or negative. Like there's nothing, mm-hmm. nothing else. Are you bringing mm-hmm. positive energy or negative energy? Like there's no in between. You know, if you're in between, mm-hmm. if you're like not bringing positive, that's too, you know, it's negative. And it it spreads, you know, that that stuff spreads. You know, everybody hears that. You know, it spreads like cancer, you know, just bad mm-hmm. attitudes, negative energy. And that's what happened. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I think I wish somebody, I wish I would have known that, you know, and, and mm-hmm. been aware of that. Cause it, it would have saved me a lot of, a lot of, a lot of headaches and especially mm-hmm. at first year. Yeah, I wish you would have been around me in like 2015. I feel like I went through that same thing, man. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like it, you're it's trying to, it's yeah, crazy how this, that just, that. It, it just comes full circle. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you probably would have said the same thing, you know, after, you know, a few years, you just learn like. Mm-hmm. and it gets to a point to where like you don't even think about some of the things like that mm-hmm. you know that's the decisions you make now but you're like man like you know my first year that would have been a completely different decision mm-hmm. you know and i'm so i'm so grateful for growth and the ability to you know just learn from things like that mm-hmm. i remember i think about that, the book Irvin meyer wrote a couple years ago I, above the line mm-hmm. there you go above um, the line yeah he has a like 10 80 10 principle there's like the top 10 percent you know, your, your guys that are above and beyond your 80%, like where most people are Then that bottom 10%, he's like, man, don't even worry about those guys. Yep. And I think as a coach, sometimes, especially like in, you know, as a public school coach, like you're trying, you, you're thinking about that bottom 10 a lot. I know I do like, Hey, how do we help yeah. these guys? How do we help these guys? And yeah, you want to help people that want to be helped, but at some point they enter the, the point of no return, you know, like mm-hmm. there's just, Hey man, like you got to either get on board or, or we're not going to be able to do this. Now I need to be better about that, right? It's kind of like, hey, yeah. here's setting the standard, and here's what you're going to get to. And if you don't, and you don't, and we just we just move on. And my favorite thing about like what he said in that was like your top ten, like should bring your eighty percenters mm. up. You know, it's yes. like, and then those eighty percenters should bring that bottom ten up. And the people mm. that aren't brought up, those are the people you need to, you know, uh, remove. I thought that right. was huge. Like if your top 10% isn't bringing somebody along with them, are they really your top 10%? Are they really like the leaders mm-hmm. of your program? If they're not bringing others with them, like, yeah, there's great leaders that, you know, do the right thing, this and that, but like, they're not bringing others with them. So mm-hmm. like, that's what I try to encourage our guys to do. Like bring somebody up with you. And mm-hmm. I've actually used that. I, I love what they, like, I love what Urban Meyer said there. I mean, obviously he's had success and has the ability mm-hmm. now to coach in the NFL, but, Right. I mean, it's, it's so true. Like, mm-hmm. and that's, that goes back to like, that's something I really wish I would have focused on more that first year. Sure. I hear you on that. We haven't talked any X's and O's. So None. I would love you to touch on, touch on kind of offense philosophy, defense philosophy, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. We have another three hours, don't we? I mean, it's, hey man, man how, how long you want to go, man? <laughs> well, you know, my wife's like, 20 something weeks pregnant she'll fall asleep here a couple minutes and i can just keep going you know what i mean she's like she's laughing over there so i'm I'm good to go man well you want to i've been calling the the defense for the past couple years so i I think i'll start Mm -hmm. there like yeah i'm a big big believer in like we already talked about like doing what your kids can do best Mm -hmm. and like I, I try to be, and I have this, I kind of mirror the same philosophy offensively, offensively and defensively of like my, I believe, and I tell the kids this too. So it's, if any of them end up listening, it's not something that they haven't heard. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're, we have different kids. Like 
we're not going to have like our biggest lineman is like six two, six one, mm. like two twenty five. Mm. So we're not we're not like going to wow people with our size because we're going up against Spring Valley's Mountain Men, who every yeah. year produce two and three Division one athletes. You know, um, right. so like I truly believe like we can't just go toe to toe with them. Like we got to do something different. And I think, you know, the past couple of years for us, that was, you know, getting in an odd front and, you know, I've done a couple different things out of that. And I'm, I've always been a big odd guy um, just cause I think anytime you can cover up the center, I think mm. it, it gives him a lot of fits, you know? And I, I think again, like we slanted a lot, like we, slant for us was our strength angle was away like mm-hmm. we we would you know try to do things a little different there especially when we got to like a, our slant 50 stuff and mm-hmm. like just always try to like keep those guys guessing and even like you know we would stem to it as well because mm-hmm. i think any type of any type of movement like i'm not going to put my guys in twos and this two gap them you know what i mean i'm not even mm-hmm. going to two gap my nose like i'm going to give mm-hmm. him a direction and you know we're going to try to get penetration and, um, you know, try to get movement at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and, you know, our ended up getting to, so we, we would get got on a lot of RPO stuff. Like we would end up playing South Charleston and, you know, not do very well or capital and, and the teams mm-hmm. that really had a lot of skill guys. And mm-hmm. so we would ended up going to, I'm a big John Haycock fan from Iowa state. And I studied their mm-hmm. three high safety structure a ton and their odd dime stuff to where mm-hmm. like they would play almost like a three, one literally. And right. like bring, always bring five from somewhere. And like, I thought that always gave us a really good advantage again. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's a broken stack. So, you know, we went to a broken stack when, when you mm-hmm. were there too, just like you can do so many different things out of it. And I think it really mm-hmm. benefits smaller teams mm-hmm. because like, again, high school level offensive lineman if you're sitting in a gap and like you're not given any type of you know stemming or anything at all and you're undersized you're just you're not getting anything done you know and uh so that's that was really good for us and like i'm a big believer in like i love don brown's philosophy like Mm -hmm. as far as you know we're going we're going to solve our problems with aggression like sure. I'm going to bring five and six guys, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have six man pressures, you know, and I'm going to play a lot of cover three behind it. I'm going to play a lot of two read behind it. Mm-hmm. I really like, I really like kind of like the evolution of, of quarters coverage and, you know, playing a lot of like sky to the field and cloud to the boundary. I think it gives you a huge advantage against RPO teams, especially mm-hmm. like, you know, field and boundary strength teams. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of, kind of where we went to um i've looked at a couple different things because like our depth up front is very lacking right now and mm-hmm. you know even then like we would play four zero fours with our guys and we'd even get mm-hmm. to a tight front put them in four eyes like it just seemed like you know even then we we get blown off the ball a lot and mm-hmm. you know just trying to find ways to combat that has, has sure. been you know just a a big task and our our kids play really hard like our biggest strength with our kids mm-hmm. is they get to the football like mm-hmm. they pursue they pursue really well you know they're gonna get knocked down but they're gonna get up and get after it and uh right and that's why i get a lot of speed on the field like that's why i get a lot of dbs on the field because i think I mean, we got a ton of dbs so it, like i'm looking at like you know i obviously have my my sam and my will play a lot out there like you know apex right. and number two you know, obviously, like, and then, like, the X factor, that stuff. Have you looked at a lot of, like, the three high safety stuff? Like, Baylor's yeah. going to it now. George has I, gone to it. I have. You know, it's interesting. In 2000, what was that, 2011, I, I was a D.C. at a school. We were – because this school was so small, we didn't have a, a home field. Um, it's called Eagles oh, View Academy. And we didn't have a guy on our defense that weighed over 200 pounds. We were, like, 3-3 and brought a lot of pressure. But we did some of that three high stuff, but we would we would line all DBs up like eight yards and DB me and I outside linebacker, and we would play different coverages yeah. out of it. Yeah, and uh, that was good. Like a lot for of people us. call that different stuff like 
but I, I, I call that sticks. Like, yeah, for our guys, like I'm going to line up eight to 12 deep. Like I can literally, mm-hmm. I can roll rip Liz. Like I can right. do anything out of it. And mm-hmm. you're asking a 14, 15, 16 year old quarterback to mm-hmm. be able to identify the coverage when there's corner safety, Mohan, what we call them, boundary safety and corner, same depth. Mm-hmm. So like we're, we creep a lot. Like I, I'm, I'm loving mm-hmm. the new eight creepers, you know, coaches mm-hmm. are talking about. It's always been there, but you sure. know, now you're just, people are finally like really loving it. And right. it just gives you such an advantage to where like they have no idea where you're coming from. Are mm-hmm. they playing two read or are they playing cover three match, right, yeah. you know, match sure. three, which I, I don't know what's that in seventy seven cover seven there. Uh, that's a rip. Well, cover seven is quarters for him. And then it's like, I think rip Liz is three and six, like six is weak side six. rotation. Six three is, is strong yep. side rotation. Yeah. Yeah, it is six. Anyways, like, and being able to bring your Sam off the edge, you're able mm-hmm. to take your four eye and knife him in a gap, like just get mm-hmm. movement, bring your Mike who is like the way we did it. And I don't like, I don't know how deep mm-hmm. you want me to get into this, but like, Iowa State does a ton of like what they call back front and like mm-hmm. you know it's stop inside zone and we'll put you know a four IB gap player to the back side. Mm-hmm. Well, they put the five five technique away to really help mm-hmm. with any type of you know counter or power mm-hmm. to that side because so many of those teams like think Texas, think any Big to Oklahoma, think about how much times like they're now run you know that counter. I mean the stuff mm-hmm. you guys ran a few years ago, mm-hmm. which is really tough to defend and they would take that mic and what it does is if they bring in like 20 personnel or even like 21, they bring any type of like, you know, another man mm-hmm. into the box, like that bumps your will or Sam in. It's not like, like if there's no number two, like you're getting to a stack look like sure. people think, Oh, you're playing a three one. I'm going to run all day. Well, yeah, but like personnel matchups, like mm-hmm. you bring guys in, I'm bringing guys in too. Like, sure. it's not like we're just going to sit in a three, one shell, you know? And, right. Yeah. Um, and then, like, so that nose is taught to lag towards the back as well. So he's mm-hmm. that play side A back or that strong side mm-hmm. A, A, A gap player. And then that Mike literally with the Mohan, he has no pass responsibility. So he sees mesh at all. He finds, he sees a hole he's going. That's what I like about it. Like, mm-hmm. you give kids a responsibility and they attack it. You know, you don't, like, yeah, you're, re- yeah, he's making reads. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's being a ball player, but he's seeing open, space he's going to fill it and like right. it, it really helps teams that get to the football because like i posted something a couple weeks ago on my twitter of like these guys just they just get after it and that's i love watching iowa mm-hmm. state play because like they get to the mm-hmm. football like it looks like mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll pause it on mesh and then like see open space like dag on it looks like you know plus for the offense right. they'll be smothered in the backfield you know just yeah. kids just Making yeah. good reads, making good mm-hmm. fast plays, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my philosophy there. Like I'm not against like if I had any personnel, I'd be a four three press quarters. Like sure. Yeah. All day. Narduzzi mm-hmm. stuff, like I would do that all day. Mm-hmm. If I could mm-hmm. take away your number one receiver on the edge, like mm-hmm. and I'll just bracket your number two receiver all day mm-hmm. with my Sam Will and my safeties, then I'd live in it. Um mm-hmm. And I know, like, you were big on man coverage. Like, we played a lot of man mm-hmm. coverage against South Charleston and got toasted this year because we were mm-hmm. just trying to take away RPOs. Like, mm-hmm. so we, we just have to get over the top. But I mean, you, you got to live and die somewhere. You know, like you were talking about, like, yeah. what, what beats RPOs on paper is playing man to man. And then, hey, I got to beat you with yep. the vertical shots. Or, you know, I mean, you can. And they they obviously had a really good year. They won the state championships. South Charleston did. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like you're talking about press quarters. I remember in 2014 we played that like the, most of the year. Well, we had two college defensive linemen, and then mm-hmm. two, one guy one guy at corner. I think is still playing for the Yankees, like in their minor league system. And the other guy was a college corner. You know, like mm-hmm. it all comes down to who your guys are. <laughs> like, yeah. who'd you? Like you know I, mean? and I, I was watching, you know, the obviously like the Cal Pitts dude from Florida this year. Yeah. Unreal freak. 
like Dan Mullen was talking about, he, I guess he had his pro day and Dan Mullen was talking mm. about him and was like, they were like, oh, is he a receiver? Is he a tight end? And he was like, well, he's a unicorn. And he said, the good part about that is, you know, in order to defend him, the other team has to have a unicorn as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so true. You know, like we yeah. would like, we got toasted on, on slant RPO that I hollered was coming every time, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, well, like, I guess we'll get hands on and, you know, right. a little bit better and try to take away the inside. Well, take away the inside, you know, we give up scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, okay. Well, it's just about like putting those kids and like, of course, like after those kind of games, you're like, well, maybe I should have gone to this. Right. You know, maybe I should have gone to that, but, and they, you know, it's it's matchups. You got to win matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, football is a game of really winning one-on-one matchups all over the field. I mean, your your scheme is obviously important. Like you want, to, like you said, be sound, have guys in a good spot. But it comes down to you got to cover that guy, you got to block that guy, you got to tackle that guy, you got to catch the ball when you're open. Um, I mean, I saw the catch that that guy made against you. Like, oh, I mean, goodness gracious, what are you supposed to do with that? Like, that was just freaking awesome. Yeah. Like. Uh-huh. I don't know. That was a, you know, like I don't think I've mentioned this, but we played sixteen freshmen and sophomores last year. Like started sixteen. Oh gee whiz. Yeah, and both of our corners were sophomores, and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean that that really, I mean he had played a lot as a freshman too. That corner and uh, Mm -hmm. just a smaller dude. The best, the most physical kid we got, smallest kid we got, most physical kid we got, best tackler we got. Like, just unfortunate. Like that dude made a really good play. You were in position, and that's the thing. Like great our kids position. are in position. Yeah. Great. <laughs> like position. our kids are in great position. Like it's just about hey, the one thing you could have done better was hey, you could have broke his hands. You know, like you could have, right. you know, sure. played the ball a little bit better, and, and you know when he was coming down with it, like something just to, you know, teach the kids that like the physical traits aren't there yet because they're so young. Mm-hmm give them tools of what they can do to help combat that until like, you know, they're able to mm-hmm. one grow, but then they're also going to still have that tool when they do grow. So I think it's just right. about like adaptation. Like it's, mm-hmm. that's the, I think like that's the most important aspect of coaching is being able to adapt. Mm-hmm. You've got to adapt. Yeah, absolutely. Like, whether it's your own team or if you're it's against the other team, it's mm-hmm. like the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shoot, we got to a point this past season. I think we had f- five healthy skill players, like in the entire roster, that we felt like we could put in the game. Um, so we had to go like twenty-one personnel, and, like try to you know mm-hmm. get that stuff because like we didn't like hey, we just ran out of them. I like you know? me some twenty-one personnel though. I like me. Some oh 21. yeah, we uh, coach at one point <laughs> this past season we played a JV right tackle at free safety. And a Sam linebacker at corner. That was a good time. Um, injuries? That was, or just like a injuries, coach. We lost 14 starters to transfer, Jesus. didn't play because of COVID, or they were injured. I mean, that's insane. Like I've never seen something like that before in my life. But you know, that's that's water under the bridge uh now. But so coach, talk about that's your it. like offensive philosophy that kind of meshes with that. How do you mesh those two those two yeah. together? So I'm I'm big on like triple option. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in a military family and uh, like I, most of my like traits that I possess was because like my dad being in the military and mm-hmm. he was gone a lot. Cause I, I grew up like right in the heart of like right after nine 11, I was, mm-hmm. you know, third grade, second, third grade. So dad mm-hmm. was gone a lot. And that actually is what ended up like kind of leading to, you know, like me not being where I needed to be when I got to high school, just not in a good space. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I'm big on like that selflessness playing for each other. So I've, I've studied service academies a lot. And like, in my opinion, like they do what they do and they compete and they don't get four and five star recruits because, you know, obviously just the situation you're literally, you know, signing your, life away you know and mm-hmm. how many of them have really gone on to you know be like 
first or second round draft pick to be able to kind of dismiss that. I mean, you're literally, it's a selfless, you know, act, you know, just going into that. And that's kind of how I see like our situation, our kids, as far mm-hmm. as undersized, you know, every year we're not bringing in division one athletes. And mm-hmm. so like we hang our hat on selflessness, playing for each other, running the triple option and making teams having to defend all three levels, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think anytime you get a high school kind of like the same way, that's, this is where they mesh. Like you're asking that high school defensive end to be a quarterback player, but see, you know, the ride and decide method through, you know, the, the belly of the running back and not crash, you know, <laughs> It's tough. That's good. It's tough, especially for really aggressive defensive ends. And then, you know, at the same time, like, okay, he defended first level. Now you're asking, you know, this linebacker, this outside backer to defend quarterback. Mm -hmm. And if he's defending that well, okay, did the safety do what he was supposed to do? And does he have pitch? Right. Right. So, you know, all three levels have to be accounted for. And if one Mm -hmm. of them isn't, we have an answer for it. Mm -hmm. And one thing that, like I've really grown into and I've, I've had a lot of really good people just like, obviously all coaches still, you know, what they mm-hmm. like from everybody. Like, oh, I sure, think there's absolutely. like some saying where like, you know, we all drink from wells. We didn't, you know, we didn't build or whatever we didn't dig mm. and you have to like, so we, I, I've got on the horn because I didn't like how I was structured in practice. I didn't feel like it was mm. intentional. Like I, I felt like, you know, we weren't, covering exactly what we should be covering in order to be really fluid with what we do because you got to hang your hat like if you're going to run the triple option like you're running the triple option or you're not going to be very good at it so like i got a hold of this place have you heard of yukon oklahoma yeah Mm -hmm. they're like they're 5a in oklahoma big school and they run the triple and so all their coaches are from a place called harding university ever heard of harding Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, yeah, remember like, you telling me about them, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, like, these guys have innovated the triple option <laughs> football game like no other. Like, this dude mm. is, um, like, even the service academies are all going there now, like, seeing how mm. they structure everything they do. And it's, like, little minute details that, like, are very easily overlooked as far as mm. your motion timing, you know, like – pitch relationship your tags that fix things so you know Mm -hmm. we're going to have our big six and have that's it and have tags that fix them so Mm -hmm. like our big six inside veer mid triple mid double zone dive rocket toss and belly like Mm -hmm. that's all we need so like if i if i know we have a perimeter like on the edge and i want an automatic pitch like i'm gonna call a wall tag for my tackle to outside release you know Mm -hmm. You know, it's called, and it, it puts kind of the game, like in the in the really in the coach's hands, to where mm-hmm. it takes pressure off the players, because you're able to like obviously that we're asking them to read about every play, especially the quarterback has to make good mm-hmm. reads. And you know, we came into a lot of times we were handcuffed this past year, you know, with just different stuff, and it really focuses on like the offensive line is what's a lot different. Like you'll have a very like mm-hmm an offensive line guy that has coached a long time, but it's never coached in triple option offense. And they come to our practice and, you know, think what the hell is going on here? Like, you know, yeah, you're sure. wanting 70% of your weight coming forward. You're putting your center in a four point stance, you know, your, you know, right. your hip is higher than your head. Like, but we really focused, like we needed six inches of movement. Like if that meant like, you're punching somebody in the nuts to get six inches of movement. <laughs> so yeah, get them out of there. Like it's a trench. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like those guys had to be tough, but they're undersized and it focused a lot on double teams and, you know, just mm-hmm. stay in your course. I think that's like, that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing is, Hey, run your alley. Like if that dude is like wanting to, like if, if you have a two eye and he's wanting to go opposite B gap and we have, you know, scoop backside leaving, he can't yeah, make the right, play. Yeah. It's so right. quick. <laughs> right. You know, like, and that's like the kids have their, like I told them probably more times than ever, like you'd be better if you were like blind, 
or if I, yes, you know, cause they got their eyes so messed yep. up yep. that like, just run your alley. Like if nothing else, you're going to create a scene for the running back to, to go through. Mm. But you know, we, I'm just a big believer in like that selfless play. It doesn't matter who's touching the ball. Like mm-hmm. give me three yards of carry, you know, three yards every time, just a grind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for it every fourth down, like fourth and two. I'm going for it. Sure. Fourth and three, I'm probably going for it. You know, sure. We got, you've got to get it. Like there's no other way around it. Like if we don't get it, mm-hmm. we deserve to lose. If we can't yeah. get a yard, we're going to lose. Yeah. And that's kind of like, Coach, I- and that goes back to, I'm just trying to build that toughness and, and that military mm-hmm. style. Like let's go mm-hmm. out and get it. Oh, I hear you, man. We, golly, we've rushed for almost six yards of carry the past couple of years. Um, you know, I we were like a lot of gap scheme, you know, block down, block down, kick, yeah. you know, some misdirection. Um, man, our thing that killed us, man, I, I got to really work on how to like work on this as a coach. We had 18 drops or wide open misses this past year in a six game season. So, I mean, like that stuff that like, you know, I got to go back to like to some air raid routes. That was like 2011. Like, hey, man, we yeah, just need man. to catch more balls. You know what I mean? Like, like, because we're in a situation where we had like one quarterback, really. So, like, how do you get more guys catching balls? Like, if you only got one guy throwing a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, how do you like find a way to do that? Well, I think like, like the first thing you said or misses, like drops or miss, like drops to me is repetition, like. Drops, you have got to continue to just rep it. But like the misses, like we gotta we gotta do the same thing. Like timing, like quarterback mm-hmm. timing. You mm-hmm. know, like we're wanting to take, you know, you can't take a, a three step drop, pat pat, and then you know that window's right, closed. Yeah. Right. And yeah. now option two is closed, you know, and now you gotta scramble. And you know, that's you know, I think a lot of people struggle in that area. But again, I mean, that goes back to reps too. But like, we got to do a better job of like finding finding places in our practice script to rep it. Because I mean, we threw for an average probably five times a game, four or five. Right, like sure. we didn't throw very much. Um, but that's that's an area like you know I think we got a really good young quarterback who's really progressing. Like I think mm-hmm. we can do different stuff. And sure. I think that we can give ourselves a chance to win, you know, and adapt. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is my philosophy. This is what I truly believe in. But we mm-hmm. got to find ways to be better. Like, mm-hmm. it, we didn't show it. We, we didn't put it out there. So, like, yeah, like, we're going to take everything of my of the philosophy that I have. And mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to kind of mold it together and fit our kids. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. we have really good skill guys, really good skill guys. So, like, now we're looking at, you know, going to where, okay, now we're going to take the pressure off of our offensive line, getting movement. And now we're going to put it into the, the hands of our mm-hmm. skill guys to find that, find those, find those holes, you know, more mm-hmm. of a zone style. Like, you know, we, we had mm-hmm. some success with zone dive last year. So we're now able to kind of get to more of like, you know, an inside zone triple option to where like, you know, when you peel back the layers, what it's doing for us is instead mm-hmm. of like, everybody step and play side it's the opposite so like literally yeah. we're running the same offense we're just changing our read to the opposite side mm-hmm. you know and and i think that's that's going to do wonders for us because it, now we're not one dimensional we're able to you know now be mm-hmm. a little you know two dimensional mm-hmm. hopefully like three dimensional with our passing game and no you know and still have that trip option you know element mm-hmm. to it so it, I'm, I'm excited to do that and obviously it's different for me but at the same time, like I had to swallow my pride on that and just say, Hey, like we got to find ways to mm-hmm. get our kids in a position to succeed. And you got a, you got a coach there that ran that zone read to perfection. A couple, uh, Mr. Sites, my man could oh, read yeah. that sucker. Goodness. Yeah. He was good at that, man. Golly. Yeah. He was a good fullback at quarterback, wasn't he? He was about as roundy as he is tall. I hope he's, I hope he's listening to this yeah. so we can hear me say that. But I do it's, too. It's about true. That's kind of why, you know, he, <laughs> he done a really good job for us and you know like being the young coach like Mm -hmm. i never like whatever he you know it was just so fun to have him there it was Mm -hmm. just it was so funny like him and sours you know like they kind of like you know they they kind of butted heads whenever like mark played there remember that like so imagine now like 
yeah. And it's hard to view Mark as older now. He's still like in high school right. to us. So mm-hmm. it's just really fun. It's like having, I don't I, it's hard to explain, but as, uh, so it's really fun. As, has, has Sowers told you where all his, his gold is that he's stashed somewhere? Dude, so it's where he's the richest man on earth. I haven't Earth. figured it out yet. I swear he is. <laughs> I swear. it's it's He saves money. Like, no, like, yeah. He'll go. He was upset because McDonald's charged him like a dollar seven instead of a dollar six. Oh, my gosh. He, so he's he the, he's the guy. He's the guy. If you go to Mexican, it's going to get water and chips. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like he ain't gonna order and hope somebody else. gets cheese dip. He he hopes like <laughs> somebody with him orders cheese. You oh know, because he'll just suffer if nobody orders it. That's it. He's he's a fun, he's a great dude, but he's funny. Dad, I get the most random text from that dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, I do crazy. Too. Like, I, awesome. yeah. I mean, and, and I don't want to talk too much on it because like nobody, hardly anybody listening to this really knows him. So. It's, right, yeah, sure. Unless you know him, it's not like you know. It's like it's just real funny. That's awesome. Yeah, he. I used to always tell him he's a mafia boss, man. He's just. Mm. But I mean, everybody has that coach. Just like he's funny to you. Like he, he makes you laugh. He get get you, yeah. makes you, you know, smile, all that kind of stuff. That's he's, awesome. He's man. a great dude. Coach, thank you for coming on. This has been awesome. Um, you're a very wise, man. I appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us and just having a good, really good conversation. I hope we can hope we can do it again. I mean, like I said, there's so many like I even have some things like so many things we can talk about. It'd be sure. We'd be here all night, you know. So I, I definitely appreciate it and like to do it again. I know you have a lot of people that, you know, want to come on and you want to get on, but I appreciate you allowing me to because I, I like talking about our kids, I like talking about our program. And anytime yeah. I can do that, then I, I like doing it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we, we will definitely do it again. I love having guys on a couple of times. I'm trying to get a couple of guys on for a third time, so we'll do it for sure. Hey, yeah, man. Just let me know, and we'll make it happen. we Will do, Coach. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, man. Have a good one.